0: Welcome back to Beyond Strength and Endurance Coach Education. I am the head coach, Kyle Holman. In episode three, we're going to discuss teaching progressions. Uh, so over the last 17 years, in my experience, this is uh, something I've found to uh, most efficiently and effectively uh, move through when you are teaching someone uh, either a new movement or just uh, teaching a movement in general. So let's get started. This is how we all learn anything we're trying to do. Uh, so it's kind of a basic psychology thing. I mean, the first thing is going to be unconscious incompetence. So all that means is, you know, it's uh, it's a movement you don't know how to do. So therefore, you don't know that you're doing it, uh, you know, incorrectly or inefficiently. Uh, from there, we come to conscious incompetence. So now we have been made aware uh, that we are doing it incorrectly or inefficiently. And there there are some ways to fix it. Uh, from there, we're going to move to conscious competence. So this means we can now do it, but only if we uh, think about it um, and, and move at a slower speed and a lighter weight. Uh, from there, we're all hoping to get to with everything we learn um, Unconscious competence. So uh, even something simple like tying your shoe, Um, you, the first phase of that is you didn't know how to tie your shoe. Uh, the second phase is now someone has showed you that this is the way to do it. So you understand that, uh, you know, you weren't doing it right, or you didn't know how to do it. Uh, then from there, you can do it, but um, you got to think about it. So depending on how we all learn, but you have to sit there and literally go step by step and think loop, swoop and pull um, or whatever you learned there. And then lastly, I mean, now we could all sit here and we could be having this conversation that we're having right now while we're tying our shoe. So uh, that's always kind of the phase uh, phases that we're moving through anytime we learn a new skill. Break the movement up. So this is going to be a way how we begin to teach anything. We have to segment and or break apart whatever it is, the movement that we're trying to learn. Um, I mean, of course, there might be a video or or a demonstration of what the full movement looks like. But from there, the best way to learn it, rather than just trying the full movement over and over, which uh, I can tell you a lot of people do. Um, But we need to break it apart. So if we're taking something like a clean or a snatch, um, you know, we need to understand, uh, we can start from the top or the bottom, uh, people coach it differently, but uh, I'll go from the top. So, you know, we're going to segment that lift first, and we're going to work on just some general um, high pulls or upright rows with the barbell. Then we slowly work down to getting in that kind of high hang or launch position, and kind of work on that um, pull or, and receiving the barbell. And then we slowly move down to our knee, and then we slowly move down to below our knee, and then we slowly move down to the ground. So, Um, we can take this in a progressive manner from week to week or session to session where in session one it might just be something basic like just doing some reps and working on that pull Um, and then from there we might go to in the next session working on that high hang and now working on getting our legs involved to understand that we need to um, push and drive with our legs before our arms kind of come into play and then from there we can work towards moving down more to get a little bit of momentum to that launch position before we come up um, and so on and so forth so the, the segmenting the movement is going to allow people to learn it so much better because now we're focusing on something very simple um, at each time. So in that first example, you know, if we're just working on pulling the barbell up, all we're working on is we've talked about how our feet should be underneath our hips. We're up nice and tall. We have our grip on the barbell, whether that's our clean or snatch, and we're just working on pulling and driving those elbows up and back. That's it. So you can keep it simple rather than having them doing the full lift over and over and over from the beginning. And now there's a whole world of things that we're trying to fix um, all at once. Um, So that will help you keep it uh, simple and have them learn the movement much more effectively when you break apart and segment the movement. Slow speed and light weight. So now that we've kind of progressively moved through breaking apart the movement, talked specifically about each phase of the movement and really worked on that, now we can begin to work on more of the full movement, but it's always going to have to be with, uh, at a slower speed or a lighter weight. Um, just like we talked about at the very beginning, kind of that learning process. So now this is kind of that conscious competence phase where we can do it, but it's going to have to be slow, um, and or at a lighter weight. So uh, it's honestly something that people. I mean, look, it's it's not that fun to work with an empty barbell or lightweight weight uh, over and over again. But uh, I promise you, it will uh, pay much bigger dividends than just constantly trying to pile weight on and do the full lift. So um, you can do things in Olympic lift, and we'll talk about this in later uh, episodes. But um, you know, something like a slow power clean where we start from the ground and we're on a four count. You know, one, two three, four and completing the movement. So we're at a slower cadence and speed. Um, and the weight is light. I mean, sometimes people talk about with the PVC training bar, empty barbell, like, oh, you need to have some weight on to feel it. Uh, I mean, I don't buy into that too much. I mean, you should be able to complete the movement no matter if it's with the PVC or whatnot um, and do it effectively. So you don't need to feel weight in order to do the movement correctly. Because um, once again, that usually lends itself to getting too heavy in the weight or going too fast. And then uh, it's kind of like we're starting over. So um Slow speeds, segmented lifts, like we talked about, but you know, you pausing at the knee, pausing at the launch, then doing the movement. Um, that way, they can focus on simple things at a time, or allow their brain to work as we're going at a slower speed because they will have to think about it a lot in order to do it uh, correctly. So, um, a lot of people skip this phase. Uh, they want to go right to the heavy weights. I mean. I've posted on social media channels that if you're always just going as heavy as you can, each time you do clean and snatch, I mean, don't tell anybody that you've been working on your technique or anything like that because, because you're not, you're just reinforcing bad technique um, to complete the movement with the heavier weight um, and at full speed. Repetition, repetition, repetition. <laughs> Some of you just got bored, probably listening to that uh, three words there, but um it's just like anything, we, we've got to do it over and over again in order for us to improve at it. And... Um, you know, and something like CrossFit uh, obviously depends on your programming, but um, there's a lot of things that, that we do in CrossFit. And so uh, a lot of things to learn and, and you can't do all the things all at the same time. Um, so sometimes there's a little time in between uh, working on things, but um, that's where the repetition has is, is got to come into play. So, you know, so far we've talked about, you know, segmenting the movement, learning each piece of the movement uh, one at a time. And then we moved into slower speed and lighter weight. Uh, so that way we can really think about it and make sure we're in the correct positions um, and all those things. And now it's time for repetition. Um, you know, we can start to get to more of the full speed of the lift, uh, but it's got to be still with a light to moderate weight um, and do it over and over and over again. Um, man, some of the uh, the best Olympic weightlifters and, and powerlifters and, and things like that in the world, uh, they spend a lot of their time between 70 and 75%. Um, throughout their training year, of course, they get heavier and lighter than that, but that's kind of the bulk uh, of where they live. And the reason for that is because you know that's a light to moderate weight where it's getting um, you know a good um, strength uh, adaptation from it. But also, um, you got to practice that lift over and over. Uh, if you get too heavy, then any bad habits or things are going to start to rear their ugly ugly head. And so, if you're once again, if you're always just going as heavy as you can um, every time you lift. Um, your technique might start out great as you're warming up, and then as soon as we get heavy, if we're not ready for that, then we're just compounding and and adding to our our poor technique or inefficient technique um, by doing that that heavy weight. I um, mean, that's when our feet start to pop out wide, or we're pulling on the barbell, or things like that. Um, so uh, this can be in a warm up. I mean, um, you know, I say light to moderate, but it can even be with an empty barbell. Um, I used to do this as a warm up. Um, and we probably did maybe too many reps, but I used to go through a barbell complex of, of working on high poles and, um, power cleans and front squats and stuff like that. And we would do 15 to 20 repetitions of each movement just over and over and over again. Um, that's the small stuff, the mundane that I, I know nobody wants to do, but it, it will pay off huge. Um, I think it, sometimes it comes down to, we'll talk about this more, but patience, um, you know, if you want to, uh, if you try to take the escalator too quickly, so to speak. So right when you start lifting, if you, you know, don't do much to segment it or slow it down or with a lighter weight and you just keep jumping and weight, Yeah. I mean, because you've never done the movement before, or maybe you haven't lifted as much, you, your max will go up for sure. You'll hit some PRs, but I guarantee you, you're going to get to a very, very hard stop, um, where your max just will not go up. Um, and that's most likely because we've allowed, uh, inefficient or uh, shitty technique, to be honest with you. So, If you can take the stairs at the beginning, go through this process that we're talking about and teach them the segmented lift, then move to the slower speed and lighter weight, and then move to the repetition at that light to moderate weight, then we're ready to really start getting that weight moving because we've got that technique dialed in. And so the process of taking the stairs might not have had you get to uh, as heavy a weight um, as you did with that escalator, but you're going to hit the escalator after the stairs if you go about it the right way, rather than taking that escalator and then hitting a hard wall. So, um, repetition, repetition, repetition—it always pays off if you do it correctly. Patience pays off. This is a tough one. Uh, we're in kind of an instant gratification society, and you know, if the video we click on doesn't load within 10 seconds, then we we tend to move on. So. That mentality can carry over into everything, um, you know, especially in the world of CrossFit when we want to get um, heavier weights and get all these skills and things like that. You know, everybody wants everything now. Um, but, you know, on one side of that, if, if everything came so easily, then it wouldn't be that great of an accomplishment. So um, the harder and longer you have to work at something, the, the bigger that celebration is when you actually get there. Um, I mean, look, in strength training, Olympic lifting, all this stuff, when you first start doing it, uh, I mean, yeah, it's like damn near every time you walk in the weight room, you're, you're hitting a PR because, uh, I mean, you've never done it before. I mean, if you've never done a lift, technically, when you pick up the empty barbell, it's PR for you. Um, and then you could warm up on the first day and technically hit 10 PRs because you kept adding weight. Um but you know, even as you work initially, you might see a 10, 20, 30. I've seen people with a 50-pound PR in a matter of weeks because they have never done the movement. Um, that's not a true depiction of where they're at. I mean, honestly, uh, I feel like if you're going to get to a true max, that could take, depending on the person, three, six months, a year to get to an actual true max of where our capability is at that point and then um, you know, see where we go from there. But you gotta keep that in perspective. I always joke, uh if if I could just lift more weight every time I walked in the weight room, I mean my gosh, it's been I don't even know, twenty six or twenty seven years I've trained consistently. So I mean I would be able to squat this entire house right now. Um so you gotta have patience uh to build. And and the higher your max gets, um, as you move on, the smaller PRs that are gonna occur. But that still requires a lot of hard work. I mean, honestly, I get I get a little uh, upset when I hear people like, oh, I only got a five-pound PR. Like, well, hey, man, that's a five-pound PR. Um, and when you, if you have the ability and, and work hard enough to get to some really heavy weights, um, you might work for an entire year just to get a five-pound PR. Um, and, and, and once again, the higher you get, you might not get a PR every time you go through a training cycle and, and try to max out at the end. Um, that's just the way it works. So um, you got to have that patience that you were in this for the long haul um when you are teaching your clients this is something that is is tough uh, because once again early on you know they're going to think you're the greatest strength coach in the land when it's just a PR every other time they walk in the weight room but uh that's going to start to stall uh the heavier they get which still means you're doing their job or doing your job because you've progressed them that far but now we got to start looking at more minute details more auxiliary lifts and more and more things um uh, to help them improve i mean you look at the Olympics and there are guys that are trained and, and women for that matter that train for four years to try to beat their time by a hundredth of a second, a hundredth of a second. Um, that's a lot of hard work for, for that minimal amount of time, but it's still a PR. So, um, and everything we do in this as coaches and, um, and in our own training, it, it's got to take patience. Um, you got to understand how it all works. Um, and the basics always pay off. So if you get to that point where your PR, you know, really isn't moving again, it's always good to go kind of back to the basics and see what other fine details we can pick out and start this process that we've discussed uh, kind of all over again and, and stay the course and, and see it through. So uh, I know it's tough, but patience always pays off.